Welcome to Misfits and Rejects, a podcast about the lifestyle design of expatriates, travelers, entrepreneurs, and adventurers. I'm your host, Chapin Cruder. Enjoy. I didn't fit in America. With cocaine, there's just always too many guns and too many bad attitudes. I quit the limiting stories. Really try to overcome that fear. And right there, for any of your listeners, a lot of what I was to do in the rest of my life was formulated by the fact I just went and did it. Welcome to another episode of Misfits and Rejects. Today is episode 30, and I'm super happy to say that I am designing my life back in Nicaragua, which feels great. So good to be back. Uh, just another little stepping stone towards the ultimate goal, which is, again, to be location independent from work. Um, but I have made that step to move back to Nicaragua to continue to try to build my online businesses. I couldn't be happier to be back. It feels so good to be back with all my old friends and in a place I love and feel so comfortable in and really consider home more than anywhere else in the world. As much as I love Southern California where I'm from and spending the last year or two years you know, with my sister, brother-in-law, and niece, which has been super amazing and fulfilling, and they've been so supportive in this whole process of me trying to, again, transition my life online so I don't have to be having to go back to California and work anymore. And it's been great. But now I'm back in Nicaragua in a place that I love with all my heart and feel great. It's so inspiring to be surrounded by all these people. And, you know, with Misfits and Rejects, it's always been trying to capture those stories, primarily to keep myself motivated and keep myself moving in a direction that is going to push that needle a little bit closer to my ultimate goal, being location independent from work, designing that life on the road that I've always wanted. And, you know, not even knowing that I always wanted it. It was this traveling and moving around and seeing the world and falling in love with it and the places that I was that then became so important for me to maintain that sort of lifestyle. I had to start being creative and think of ways that I could continue on that lifestyle and design it in that way where I get to be in Thailand for six months and then China for six months or bang or uh, Cambodia for two months or Africa for a year or wherever. And the only thing I could think up was either winning the lottery or figuring out a way to make money online. All you need is a Wi-Fi connection. So that's what I've been doing, chipping away at for the last two years, trying to figure out. And I'm happy to say I've had some success in the sense that I have my first client um, for surf progression techniques, a paying client, which is a huge milestone. Surf progression techniques has been around now two years. My website has been up for a full year and a half almost. And, you know, maybe somebody might say that's not a great thing to have your services be out there for that long and just getting your first client now. But the industry that I am, which is, you know, online surf consulting, which was something that kind of is new within the surfing world. Um, I'm kind of creating it and pioneering it in a certain sense. So um, I'm happy. One, one client is great for now. It's not going to pay the bills, but it's still something that I'm really happy to say that, you know, from the conception of my idea to do online surf consulting to now having my client who's willing to pay me to analyze his surfing and send him little instructional videos on how to continue to progress is tremendously fulfilling. I'm super excited. Um, again, taking that first step and trying to design that life as a digital nomad 
prior to this event has led to me creating content online for a, a startup that was would pay me 300 bucks every time I created a little bit of content, which was awesome. Another little indicator that it can be done. I have no skill sets or had had no skill set whatsoever to even get started. But thank God for YouTube because YouTube has taught me everything I know at this point about online business, online marketing, and one step at a time. Just keep chipping away. Stay focused. I had a really great interview recently with John Lee Dumas. And for those of you who don't know John Lee Dumas, he is a super duper famous podcaster for um, entrepreneurship, online business, and makes tons of money. He's a young man in his early 30s, has grown his business from zero to a multi-million dollar business in the last five years, and he gives back. And he was kind enough to give me 15 minutes of his time, and we just wrapped out and tried to just really get focused in on you know what it takes to be a success successful entrepreneur. You know, and for him, he says it's discipline, productivity, and focus. The combination of those three things with, with time, the time value added to it, spending time doing it, staying focused, staying productive, staying disciplined. You know, there's that there is a formula for success, you know, and whatever you're striving for, you can apply that to really anything, whether it's spiritual success or financial success or any type of success you're looking for, if you apply those three principles, you will be successful in some way. Now, you might not make that million dollars or you might not find enlightenment, but I do guarantee that you will reap rewards from applying those three things to your life on a daily basis in some way, shape, or form. Now, we went a little deeper and he was he was kind enough to express that like you can be a very productive person, but if you're not being productive in a way that's going to move that needle in the direction towards the goal that you want to achieve, well, then you're not going to make any sort of progress and you're not going to be successful in, in achieving that goal. So being productive is very specific in that for me, for example, I need to be productive with my online businesses and the marketing aspect of it, the content creation and not get sidetracked with things that aren't going to actually help me achieve my goal. You know, and Misfits and Rejects. Misfits and Rejects has been gaining a lot of momentum now that I'm back in Nicaragua, which has been really cool and surprising in the sense that I didn't know that I had that many enthusiastic followers who lived here. I mean, granted, I, I've captured a lot of the stories of the people I'm surrounded by. And I think what I realize is that there's a market of people down here who like to hear those types of stories because they interact with these people every day, but you know, maybe don't take the time to really sit down and hear their story. And so it's kind of, it's kind of exciting, I think, for them to hear, you know, their neighbor and their neighbor talk about, you know, what brought them here to Nicaragua and what they did before Nicaragua and the people that they are. So again, I've just been, Really, really happy with being back in Nicaragua. Excited to have this opportunity to continue to grow Misfits and Rejects, grow Preserve Progression Techniques, continue to move that needle in a direction that's going to hopefully bring in more of a sustainable income while I'm here. You know, I have to keep one foot in the door in the States, which is fine. I will go back occasionally every few months or so to make some money. Um, but now that I'm back, it just, it's nice and 
that feels right. It feels like I've made the right decision. So a few of the episodes of late that I've been just really excited to share with everybody through the encounters that I've had here in Nicaragua was episode 25 with legend Jim Hagen. I mean, after sitting down with that guy, mind was blowing. You know, a man who had it all. He had the riches. He had the wealth. He had the beautiful home in San Diego. And he literally gave all his money in an irrevocable trust to his niece and nephew, walked out the front door with a sign that said, I will work for food and designed a life completely different to that and where he finds himself tremendously more fulfilled and where he gets to travel now up and down through Mexico and Central America six months out of the year um, giving, basically. He collects a bunch of stuff that can be helpful to the more impoverished people down here while he's spending six months in America as a trail angel on the Pacific Crest Trail. And then he drives all that stuff down here, gives it away for six months, has fun doing his thing, then goes back and is a trail angel again. And we just had a tremendously great conversation. I learned so much about just his life and his being and what motivates him and how he's been able to design this life for himself because he took me through it step by step. You know, it wasn't, there wasn't really any gap in his story that made me think that he was bullshitting me. Um, I'm not a reporter, folks. I don't go and, and do fact checks on these people. I'm just super enthusiastic to hear their stories and get inspired. So um, his story was one that just really made me excited to share with everybody that you, know, you can literally walk out your front door with a sign that says, we'll work for food. And within you know six months, you could be living in a caravan on the beach in Mexico and parlaying that experience into meeting somebody else who then takes you in this new direction of say hotel manager and then that experience leads you to meeting somebody who owns a sailing yacht who says they need you to help them sail it around the world or something like that like you can literally walk out your front door with just a clothes on your back and design a life like legend because that's really essentially what he did he doesn't have control over his money anymore he says he's never had to ask his niece and nephew for money he lives primarily off of donations through the kind acts that he does for people as a trail angel on the Pacific Crest Trail and generates like a, a very decent income for himself annually. I think he said like $26,000 he made last year, $30,000 from just donations of making pancakes in the morning for hikers. You know, it's incredible. It's such, such a mind-blowing and cool story. I loved it. You know, and then sitting down with Another friend in Costa Rica recently, I had to go to Costa Rica for uh, some work that I had contracted myself to do and on the way back stopped up in Tamarindo to see a friend who, you know, Tamarindo has got a little bit of a stigma behind it because it's pretty much turned into this very westernized part of Costa Rica. So it's from certain people's perspective, not a very like authentic place as far as like a, a Costa Rican experience, if you will. But I think it's bullshit. Like, Tamarindo's great. Like, there's a reason people go there. It's beautiful. The people are nice. Like, the amenities are super convenient and awesome. And I got to sit down with my friend Judd, and we talked about that. And we talked about him, you know, being in the States and having – he was a debt collector at one point and just, like, asking himself, like, what am I doing with my life right now? And packed up his truck, drove to Costa Rica, and figured out a way to design a life as a sail tour operator. You know, had a passion for sailing, 
had a little bit of a savings, bought his first boat, parlayed that into a bigger boat, parlayed that into a $1.5 million boat where he had to get investors. And I mean, things started to spin out of control for him. And it was great. He just went really deep and was very honest and open, and authentic with, you know, how, how things grew and then how things fell apart and how he's trying to rebuild it again. You know, lifestyle design is just always about designing the life that you want. And yeah, it's not always going to work out perfectly. And sometimes it's going to unravel and fall apart, but you pick yourself back up and redesign, you know, redesign it and over and over again. That's what I love so much about these stories. And, you know, then there's my really best friend in the whole world, somebody I spent my whole life with who's traveled with me and we've shared so many wonderful experiences around the world who shared his story, you know, episode 27 with John Eames, who now is a hostel owner on the beach here in Gigante. And he's who I stay and live with. And he shared, you know, not just the adventures that he's had throughout his whole life, but the re- the reality of being a hostel owner on the beach here in Nicaragua. It's hard. You know, it's, it's a dream life in some ways, but it's also a very hard life in others, you know, with just the politics of this place and the constant sort of uphill battle that we face just because of one, either the elements or the lack of infrastructure or the lack of education that you encounter. It's, it's always something that is going to challenge you. And, you know, we see these, these posts from people, you know, where they're, you know, posting themselves like sitting, watching the sunset and they're like, you know, just another day at the office. And, you know, there is a truth to that. Like we all sit at the end of the day and we love to watch the sunset go down. We have our beers and we talk about the great day we had or the trial and tribulations we get through. And, um, but it's not all just sunset rainbows and fucking beer. It's like these people work their ass off here to maintain this lifestyle that they want to flourish in and, and maintain and design and love. And it's in some ways like having a nine to five, but you just have it in a beautiful place. And in fact, it's more than a nine to five. Like, you know, John's work, John's on call all day, every day. He owns a very big operation that demands a lot of his attention. And he is always being needed for something and trying to systematize it and bring it into a, uh, a functionality that he can then remove himself from. I mean, I don't want to say it's completely unrealistic, but it w- it's going to take a lot more work for sure. I mean, he's always going to have to be there. So I always like to try to bring the pros and the cons into this whole concept of lifestyle design with people where it's like you can design that really dream life for yourself, but you have to be realistic that it's not going to be perfect and it's going to take a lot of maintenance and a lot of hard work no matter what. But the rewards are tremendous. And John came back yesterday from sailing all day and just with a grin on his face saying, like, I can't believe my life right now. I just spent the whole day sailing with a bunch of beautiful people on his boat, laughing, dancing, having a great time. And he's getting to make money doing that. And that for him is just the most fulfilling lifestyle he could ever design for himself. And then a few future episodes that you'll be hearing over the next few weeks, which I'm really excited to share with you are, you know, one, like I mentioned John Lee Dumas, you know, he's, it's a short episode, but it's still a inspirational one. And he has designed an incredible life for himself. He lives in Puerto Rico now. The guy's a millionaire and he's just cruising and enjoying life. He still works, um, not as hard as he, he used to, he said. I mean, he's only been at this like five years, 
Um, and in the beginning stages, he was doing, you know, the 12 to 14 hour days, really trying to get it out there. And now it's really systematized and it is still demands his attention, but you know, he's working four to six hours a day when he wants. And I think he loves it so much. He's passionate about what he does. He doesn't mind the work. He, he knows that he's making a lot of people's lives a lot better by the information that he's giving them through his entrepreneurial podcast, Entrepreneur on Fire. So I highly recommend you check out that episode when it comes out because that's going to be a good one. And then in episode, I think it'll be the next episode, episode 31, you're going to hear a really cool story about a young man in his early 30s, 32, I believe, Derek Rotzinger. And to sit down and talk with him, we've been friends for a long time, but I never really got to know him super well. And for him to sit down and share his story with me was just like so cool, just so cool. It opened my eyes to not just him, but you know what people go through and the things that they have to overcome and for him to continue to strive for that desired life that he's always wanted. He came so close, so close to accepting that sort of stereotypical like getting engaged pretty young and getting married and getting the house and the Mercedes and coming home to the wife and the kids and and on our 23 he pulled the plug, walked away from his fiance, job, everything, and said, like, this isn't for me, and started traveling and landed in Nicaragua, bought a little cafe, a little cyber cafe for less than $20,000. And like he says in the episode, he's like, I sat there, and I had a good life in, in America, but I wanted a great life, and I wasn't feeling like this life that I was about to really get buried into with that mortgage and the wife and the the car payments was going to be a great life and I wanted great. So gave it all up, walked away and now he's got a little cyber cafe in a really beautiful fishing village in Southern Nicaragua. And now he says he has a great life. And that was really cool to hear because he's worked hard for it. You know, he had, he had things happen to him that, you know, as a young man, we're, we're very challenging to deal with, you know, family members being sick or passing away and, taking on a lot of responsibility for the family and, and getting through it and, and, and making smart decisions and not letting himself get too overwhelmed and, you know, sucked into the crap that a lot of people can get sucked into when they just feel like they just can't handle things. And he, he's designed an incredible life for himself. I'm super stoked to be his friend and continue to watch him grow and continues to inspire me to keep pushing. So yeah, it's cool. I'm back in Nicaragua and I'm so happy to be here. Uh, got here in 2005, it's 2017, old friends, new faces, new friends, just having a blast, still grinding, still trying to make this whole lifestyle design thing work for myself in a new way. And Misfits and Rejects is gaining popularity. And I'd like to kind of reach out to the audience and, and hear more about you. I'd love to hear more about maybe a Misfits and Rejects episode that maybe inspired you to make a life decision. I'd love to hear even, I'd love to hear the successes or even the failures of those out there who are swinging the bat and trying to design that life that they've always wanted for themselves and hear a little bit about the process that you're going through, you know, the financial side of things, where you're starting from or where you've gotten yourself to. And just giving, you know, other people that realistic perspective on when you do make this decision, when you do take that first step, you know, what kind of, um, things they can expect. Cause we all have, you know, different situations, diff different life situations that we're going through and, and have to navigate. 
And so I like to get all these different kinds of perspectives. So if you feel like you have a good story or um, not even a good story, but if you feel like one of the episodes really inspired you to make a change, I'd love to hear from you. If you feel like you have um, a lifestyle design story that could inspire the, the audience that follows Misfits and Rejects, I'd love for you to contact me and share, share it with me and we'll get you on the episode and we can talk about your story and, and, and how you design that perfect life for yourself or the, the more desirable life for yourself that you've always wanted. So you can contact me at Chapin, C-H-A-P-I-N, at MisfitsAndRejects.com. Again, that's Chapin, C-H-A-P-I-N, at MisfitsAndRejects.com. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to get a feel for you know who, who my audience is, who listens. I mean, like I said, I, I do this very selfishly for myself because these people that I'm surrounded by that I encounter on my travels just inspire the heck out of me. And it keeps me super motivated to continue on. And I learn a lot. You know, I, I learn a lot from the ups and downs of others, people's stories. And I can make adjustments here and there that, you know, will help me prevent from falling in certain traps that others, others have fallen into and hopefully get me there a little faster. Because here's where I'm at. I'm back in Nicaragua, as you all know. I have, at this point, I have $1,500 in my bank account. I have to go back in June to make money. I will be back in July. Uh, Misfits and Rejects will now be um, airing a new episode every Monday in the morning, around 9 in the morning. I'm going to make that commitment to everybody that I will be airing one new episode a week. Every Monday, you get to hear a new inspirational story of one of these characters, Misfits and Rejects that I meet, these people that I love so much and I'm inspired by. You'll get to hear one new story a week from now on and maybe more in the future as I start to you know, get more momentum rolling with it. Like I said, Surf Progression Techniques has his first client, has its first client, which I'm really happy about. And I still have, you know, all my debt that I've described, I think in episode 20, that's not going anywhere. But you know, I am responsible and paying that down slowly. I think I'm down to like $7,000 worth of debt left and continue trying to just get that as low as it can. And, um, you know, I'm also somebody who believes in investing. I read The Richest Man in Babylon when I was 17 years old. Thank you, Mr. Chance, for uh, making us read that. And yeah, I really believe in the concept of paying yourself first. And then at the end of every time period that you've allocated, you take that money that you've saved and you invest it in something. And funny thing is I've been doing this since I was 17 and haven't made a dime from it. <laughs> but you know, it has, I have a nice little savings now, you know, invested in, in various places in, in the stock market. You know, I think my account's at like $30,000 or something like that, but it's, uh, down 75%, folks. So, um, anybody out there who's a wizard at investing, I'm always open to hearing new, uh, new and exciting ways to, again, trying to make my money work for me rather than me having to work always for that money. And, um, and life is good. I'm happy. And I hope you are too. And I hope to hear from you. So again, if you have a cool story or you were inspired by one of the stories that has been told on Misfits and Rejects, please reach out to me. It's uh, chapin at misfitsandrejects.com. Much love to you all. And uh, keep designing that life you always dreamed of. Like, we can do it. We'll get there. I know that in my heart for sure. It's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be rainbows, butterflies, and all that crap. But we will get there as long as we, again are patient as long as we're productive as long as we're focused 
And as long as we're disciplined, we'll get there. Adios, folks. Keep an eye out for those episodes I just mentioned. They're coming up soon, and they're going to be awesome. Really cool stories. Much love. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Misfits and Rejects. I hope this inspires you to think about your life situation, where you're at, and possibly make a big decision to choose something different for yourself if you're unhappy with where you're at in life. I hope these people that I interview inspire you to go out, spread your wings, and try something new to live a different lifestyle that maybe your whole life people were telling you was the wrong one, but when in fact it's the perfect one for you. And I'll see you next time.